Welcome back to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. On this Labor Day weekend, I want to give a big heartfelt thank you to all of the workers that have risked their lives this past year to be of service. And sincere condolences to all of the families that lost loved ones to this pandemic because they showed up to do their jobs. For me, this Labor Day isn't about great sales or a a long weekend. It's made me think about and really appreciate all the jobs people do all year round and have continued to do, especially those who were considered essential workers during this pandemic. I want to say thanks not just to those frontline workers like doctors and nurses and healthcare providers and the EMTs and the firefighters, but also to all the workers who support them and help keep our hospitals and clinics running and extra safe during these times. I'm grateful for the grocery store clerks and all the essential workers that have kept food on grocery shelves or the waiters who have continued to wait on us either in a restaurant or meeting us at the curb, working in a mask all day because that's their job and they take it seriously. We even had a major plumbing issue, and we were so grateful for the plumber that still came to our house. He was wearing his mask and to help keep us all safe, even though it made his job a little more uncomfortable. Now, I'm sure all of you have your favorite workers that have made life just a little easier for you this past year. So I'm going to invite you to join me in making sure to take the time to tell them how much they are appreciated. Who doesn't love being appreciated for their work? And especially this year, more than ever, because let's face it, this hasn't been easy for most people. Well, I have a self-care segment for you today that I, that I really like. I, I'm going to be spending some time with an acclaimed psychotherapist who's found a new way to help veterans deal with PTSD. But what he's learned can also help all of us deal with loss. You know, not only are we celebrating an unprecedented Labor Day this year, but we're coming up next week on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which also taps into the collective trauma of that event. We keep hearing, we're all in this together. And I remember feeling that way after 9-11. I really did. I think we all did. And I really do believe that we are all more alike than we are different and that it's more important than ever to remember that. That's why I want to share this interview with Dr. Norman Rosenthal today. His unique use of poetry to deal with trauma that causes PTSD is, I think, going to be a benefit to all of you. He's written a book titled Poetry Rx, How 50 Inspiring Poems Can Heal and Bring Joy to Your Life. Dr. Rosenthal is a clinical professor of psychiatry at Georgetown Medical School in Washington, D.C. He says poetry helps his patients find words to put to their feelings and to their pain. And he says veterans are not the only ones dealing with what he calls our national PTSD and the COVID epidemic. You do not have to be a veteran. People in the COVID epidemic who lost people people who have suffered in all kinds of ways. I was talking to a friend who lost sight of one eye as a result of COVID. So uh, people were left with tremendous deficits and losses. And there's a sort of probably a national PTSD around all the things that people lost, even if you lost 
a restaurant that you devoted your life to building or a dream that you try to put in place that's now been shattered. These are all things that could cause PTSD. Well, the good news is that it looks like we might have um, another prescription, the, the, the poetry <laughs> prescription for, for helping people get through this. Um, one of the areas is the area of loss, you know, how hard it is. A friend called me late at night telling me that he had lost somebody very dear to him. And I thought, what can I say that would make a difference? And I said, you know, he was, he, he was steeped in the arts. Uh -huh. I said, you know, losing is an art. And like any art, it can be cultivated. And he said, do you know that poem? I said, no, what poem are you talking about? He said, One Art by Elizabeth Bishop. And it starts, the art of losing isn't hard to master. Lose, you know, accept the loss of the, except the fluster of lost door keys, the hour badly spent, and she ramps up till you realize she's really written this to uh, a lost love mm. who she thinks is never going to come back. And she's working very hard to use her writing as a way of acknowledging and accepting the loss. And in fact, the good news is the lover did come back and spent the rest of their lives together. But oh. at the time she wrote it, it wasn't at all clear. It wasn't the case. So, so there are other poems here. Um, there's a wonderful poem called uh, Funeral Blues, Stop All the Clocks. Um, and it was a very popular poem after the 9-11 uh, destruction mm. of the, uh, the Twin Towers. Stop all the clocks, cut off the telephone, prevent the dog from barking with a juicy bone, silence the pianos and with muffled drum, bring out the coffin, let the mourners come. Let airplanes circle moaning overhead, scribbling on the sky the message, he is dead. Put crepe bows round the white necks of the public doves. Let the traffic policemen wear black cotton gloves. He was my north, my south, my east, my west, my working week and my Sunday rest. By noon, my midnight, my talk, my song. I thought that love would last forever. I was wrong. The stars are not wanted now. Put out everyone. Pack up the moon and dismantle the sun. Pour away the ocean and sweep up the wood for nothing now can ever come to any good. Wow. wow. Oh, my goodness. I, I have to say that just when you started reading that, I, it, I just welled up like I was going to cry. I mean, it's, this, that's very profound. The power of those words. In fact, that poem became popularized in the movie Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, yeah. Where a man loses his lover. And... Um, doesn't know what to say himself, so he quotes the poem, and everybody's got a wet eye over there with the power of the words. And after 9-11, people wrote poetry on the shattered walls of the towers. Mm -hmm. And one was, I thought that love would last forever. I was wrong. I'm kind of speechless right now, and that doesn't happen to me very often. But that that is really very moving, and 
Is that one of the poems in your book? Yes, it's one of the poems in my book. And you know, people might think that if you're sad or if you've been bereaved that reading a sad poem could make you worse. But actually, the last thing you feel like doing when you're feeling sad and mourning is hearing some jolly jingle by somebody. You're just not in the mood. And to hear that somebody else understands at a very personal and visceral level the kind of suffering you're going through can be very cathartic. That's beautiful. Uh, I, I Thank you for saying that. I think that that will touch a lot of people because I don't know how many of us have heard, you know, if we're sad and we're dealing with something where someone's trying to cheer you up and they're just trying, they're just trying to lift your spirits, but it's not what you want to hear. You know, you don't, and you're so, you right know, that, that they mean well, yes, you, you know, know, they, know mean well. they mean well. So you want to try and actually please them by saying, well, yes, thank you so much. That helps me, but it really doesn't, <laughs> you know, and a poem like this can actually really help people. Well, thank you for being with us today and for sharing sharing these poems with us. And I hope all of you out there listening are are appreciating that. And the, the new book is um, Poetry Prescription, Poetry Rx, and by Dr. Norman Rosenthal. And I'm going to recommend that y'all go out and get it. Is this this is a kind of book? You know, we all have those books on our shelf that are a go to book for a certain occasion, you know, there's something like some, some event will happen or some, let's just say trauma will happen. I know for me, you know, I have quite a collection of books and I, I will go to my bookshelf and find an comfort. And this is one of those go-to books, I believe, where people will find comfort. And so thank you so much for this work. And I, I can't wait to keep following what you're doing and hearing about the results. Well, thank you so much. I've really appreciated the chance to visit with you. His book is, is titled Poetry Rx. And as we said, it's about 50 inspiring poems that can heal and bring joy to your life. It has not only a collection of, of you know powerful and very moving poems, it also has the background about the poet and the circumstances in which the poem was written. I have Dr. Rosenthal's book on my nightstand, and I read a poem or two from it along with the accompanying story, which I really enjoy uh, about the author almost every night. And it helps me find the words to understand and deal with the challenges we all still face in these times. And, and I think it might help you too. As Dr. Rosenthal says, poetry can serve as a balm for the mind and body and a vaccine for the soul. I, I love it. Every time I hear that, I just think, Wow. That's the kind of vaccine I like. Poetry might not be something most people think of to help them feel just a little bit better these days. But I found that Dr. Rosenthal's collection of poems and poets made me feel better. And if it did that for me, it just might do that for you. It actually made my list of favorite books this year. That's our show for today. I'm Judy Brooks. And for my partner, Roy Walkenhorst, thanks for joining us on this Labor Day weekend. Thanks, too, to the team at Just Thrive Health for their support of Healing Quest. Please join us again next week for Healing Quest on iHeartRadio or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Have a great week. 